0: media.com presents Beyond the Wall, a Game of Thrones podcast. With hosts, Christiana Ellis, Jute Schubert, Vivid Muse, and Nookchus. Dun dun, dun 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 I don't have any music or anything like that prepared. dun dun, dun. <laughs> Hello! (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to Season 8 of Beyond the Wall. Woo! Tonight we're going to be discussing the upcoming final season of Game of Thrones, with no spoilers past the currently aired episodes, because there really aren't any. Um, (laughs) We'll talk about that a little bit. (laughs) I'm Chooch, and as always, I'm joined by Christiana Ellis. Hello! Nutty Nookchus.
1: Hello, all.
0: And Vivid Muse. Hey, (laughs) y'all. And uh, first up, it's been like 10 years since the last season. Um, (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. And uh, we may have some new viewers, so I thought we'd each kind of do a little intro of ourselves and our current projects and um, how familiar we are with A Song of Ice and Fire. And I'll go first. My name's Choo Schubert. I play bass in a metal band called The Art of Falling. We're currently Woo! auditioning drummers, so if anybody's in Albuquerque and drums, hey, hit me up. Um, <laughs> when Christiana isn't halfway around the planet, uh, I participate in her live play D&D campaign, so many levels, and I uh, have a lot of fun doing that, and I'm lucky enough to be married to Viv. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, how about... Tell yeah. us a little <laughs> about uh, yourself, Christiana.
2: Well, as mentioned, I am currently halfway around the planet in South Korea uh, right now for work. Um, it's going fine, but I'm very far away. And so as of this right now recording, it is actually noon on Sunday for me. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh yes uh, as as previously mentioned one of my projects is the so many levels campaign which is uh live streamed Dungeons and Dragons actual play which is then released as both video and uh, audio podcast version I've done in the past uh various other fiction and nonfiction podcast related projects on my youtube channel i do a five minute video when i get up every morning called five more minutes i do lots of things my my upcoming thing that is almost ready and going to be releasing in the next few weeks is the ebook version of phyllis esposito interdimensional private eye which is the fiction serial that i wrote uh, as a serial on my website a couple of years ago, but I'm going to make it an ebook for ease of reading. So look out for that. Yeah, you can find <laughs> all my stuff at kristalnelis.com. Yeah. Yay! Ding. Cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, let's get to know Nukchus.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Nutty Nukjas. Uh I do the Nutty Bites podcast, which can be found at nimleth.org. I am an all-around geek queen. I pretty much go geeky over everything uh, when I'm not talking about Game of Thrones, which, by the way, I have been reading for... reading the book's for well over 15 years
3: you know uh, know uh, and
1: i am the staunch (laughs) defender of i do not want anyone to talk about george's health or complain about his time in writing i actually am even more supportive of him taking more time now because i would much rather him not write till the series is over and done with so we can get his words and not have to deal with any conflict of oh but the show said this um but uh yeah no so i uh when i am not uh talking about game of thrones i'm talking about all the other geeky things out there um i am also an artist and you can see all the different creations that i make uh either on my instagram or on my website uh just looking for the hashtag daily creativity and right now i am in the middle of my Lent project where i am making a creation a day and i'm actually currently drawing right now
3: cool oh cool I, I loved your pizza. The pizza <laughs> the dress. Pizza goddess, yes, Yes, that was <laughs> very I just inducing.
2: <laughs> Behind you, uh, Nutty, you
1: have a poster that says Renly lives. Yes, that's from my um that's from my <laughs> Westerosi. That was punk from- cosplay. Yes, uh, where uh that was oh I remember that ago, at <laughs> VaultCon. <laughs> yes, I was a Westerosi punk for uh, Sorry, not DragonCon. Uh, Balticon fifty, and I—that was one of my favorite little patches that I made. I had a Renly lives. Uh, I've got let's see what else: seven hells and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, anarchy and Westeros. That was oh, yeah. so
3: cool. I love that costume. It
1: was a lot of fun. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Warp back real fast. I had read the first book, A Game of Thrones, <clears throat> shortly started shortly before the actual series started on HBO. So I came really late. To it, in that facet, and um and then I ended up stopping. I finished book one before the season was over, and decided to not read anymore so that I would only have the experience of the show from then on um, and that was such a long time ago that yeah, I kind of forgot the book, so I'm looking forward to going back and reading all of the books again. so
1: can <laughs> can we implore you, chooch mm-hmm. that after you eat, read each book? Mm-hmm. that maybe you record something for the podcast oh, yeah, 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 and let us know what you think now that you've seen the series. Yeah. yeah. You have been our, our sacrificial resident. <laughs> noob. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah well, there's been it- a lot of secrets and spoilers that, that, yeah, that, uh, I kind of amazed that, that I was kept virgin in this day and age.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Although so it's been less and less of an issue the last uh, yeah. couple of seasons because it's, you know, it's, not only diverging from the books, but it has surpassed them entirely. So Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: (laughs) And you had read, uh, you were current before the show started, right? Christiana? Uh,
2: yes. So I, I won't say that I read the the books as they came out before the, but I had read you. So, before season one started, I had read all of the books up to that point, And then I re- read each subsequent book as it came out, which I think was, I can't remember what sequence it was, but that's certainly how I did it. So yeah. I was always up to date on the books with the only exception being that I didn't ever like read the advanced chapters before the actual book came out.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool.
0: And let's hear about you, Viv.
3: Um, well, I am also a player in Christiana's So Many Levels D&D game podcast. And, mm-hmm. um, that's pretty much the extent of what I have to, <laughs> <laughs> to, um, ding about. I'm a stay-home mom and grandma and, um, and puppy owner.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but so, Chooch, do you think that you will read the books?
4: Yeah. I mean, it'll be
0: audiobook, but yeah.
3: Yeah. Cool. So I read the first book, I don't know, like in the nineties, I think like it was a couple of years after it came out. I lost track of the series until like after book three came out. And so I read that and then book four before the series start. If I remember correctly, the first four books were out um, before the series started and the fifth book danced with Dragons came out like in two thousand twelve, right? So it was after we had
4: yeah, it, gotten got a yeah,
3: couple seasons. Right. So yeah, um so I have not I've read the first four books. I read like years and years ago. But um I have not read Dance with Dragons for various reasons and at this point um I'm glad that I haven't because I look forward to being able to go back and read those and not have the, the stories crisscross in my head just because I'm getting them at the same time. You know, like I won't be able to mix up the show and the books because so far I've been able to keep them really separate in my mind. So very cool. Yeah. So,
1: Chooch, when you do go back to audio books, which, by the way, audio is just as good as reading, especially for auditory learners. Definitely. Um Uh, I am a staunch supporter in this. Just be aware that they are read by Roy Dotrice, which was the (laughs) pyromancer. Yeah. And everyone tends to sound like either a pirate or a leprechaun or in Tyrion's game, a pirate leprechaun. Uh, (laughs) There are other people that absolutely love his reading, but it'll be really interesting for me because the last book is not going to be read by him because he has passed away. So that'll be really interesting. What I generally do is like, I've read the books and I will reread by listening to the audio books mm. multiple times. Um, when we would get ready for a new season, I would, you know, listen to the audio book until we got to the point where I'm like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense anymore."
0: Yeah. <laughs> the way my brain works, I'll probably, even though he's reading it, I'll probably hear the actor or actresses.
3: Yeah, they're voices. <laughs> yeah, <glamorous. that's>
0: <laughs> they're pretty that's entrenched. What-
2: yeah, I, I am also definitely a supporter in the sense of saying that if you listen to the audiobook, you don't really even really have to qualify that you can say that you read the book. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't like I don't feel like you I have agree. to qualify. But the, it, it, in terms of the different mediums, though, really, the, one of the ways that they are really different is that when you are reading the book, it is much easier to hear like, the TV shows actors voice in your head yeah. mm-hmm. versus the audiobook, where you have the performer who's reading actually giving a, perhaps a different type of quality to that voice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that could produce a conflict in a way that the print book wouldn't. But at the same time, they're all there's, there's strengths and weaknesses to every way to consume a story. So yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, there, and there's for me, no wrong answers. Right? for me, I still have some of those original voices in my head that, have not been replaced by the actors. (laughs) While I do think that, um, uh, Peter Dinklage has definitely replaced my original Tyrion because my original Tyrion sounded a lot more like Hoggle from the labyrinth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. Some of the other characters like Catelyn, uh, definitely retained the original voice that I heard in my head, Mm -hmm. which is just interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: For me, I because I was uh, aware of Peter Dinklage before the show came out, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was actually always how I imagined. uh, (laughs) So when they cast him, I was like, Well, of course, it of course,
1: (laughs) that's fantastic. See, my whole thing was anytime somebody said Peter Dinklage, I was like, He's way too handsome to play Tyrion. (laughs) Uh,
2: Well, you know, I mean, that's certainly one of the differences between the books, is yeah, the books. Bend over backwards to make it really clear to you how ugly Tyrion is. Yeah.
3: yeah. And mm-hmm. and
1: I still I like the justification that yes, but we're hearing that in Tyrion's voice.
3: Yeah.
1: Or, or yeah. Voice. We're not actually yeah. hearing that from say Shay's voice or mm-hmm. Tisha's voice. Since all, any all the
0: books these- are written in first person, yeah. there there could be they could be lying to you or they could be, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the
2: way they unreliable pers- narrator. The way they view the world, yeah. Yeah. Th- third person, but from, right, right, right. yeah, third person. Yeah. No, it's fine. Just clarifying because <laughs> somebody <laughs> will come
1: right in. Yeah. <laughs> but, and you know, it's funny. Like I would say that as a book reader, um, some of the changes I definitely like. Like, for instance, uh, Marjorie in the show is so much more impressive and stronger. Sure. And, And more of a character. And then some of the changes I'm like, no, you know, they changed her name because Yara is not Asha. (laughs) Well,
2: you know, it's a, I think one of the things like with Marjorie, for example, it's theoretically possible that the book Marjorie is actually like the show Marjorie, except that we just never have a POV character with her. We only see her through the lens of the people who are underestimating her because I pretty much only Cersei's chapters or maybe
1: Jamie's that we ever hear about her. Interesting. Yeah. And so much of it is just talking about her through a locket, (laughs) you know, like we first hear about her and there's this locket (laughs) that Ned's looking at and he's talking to Renly about her, but she's not even there. Huh. Mm-hmm. Just a picture, yeah,
2: yeah. But I I agree completely, though, that having her be a much more prominent character in the show uh, is great. And in fact, actually, it just reminds me of uh, when I was rewatching the series in preparation for the new season. Just remembering, like, she was not a late addition. She showed up in season two.
1: Yeah, yeah. She was she was there. Wow, mm-hmm.
0: that's yeah. going to be interesting reading it, having all of this background on the history. Yeah. And the foresight. But, you know, yeah, it's going to be interesting reading. Somebody, I think it may have been on Reddit, on a Free Folk, which is a, a really great subreddit for uh, Game of Thrones. Um, I think it was there. They, they were talking about kind of somebody who was brand new and kind of said, I've never watched. I didn't read the books. I watched shows, you know, before the season seven. What should I do? Like, you know, and they were basically saying you should inception it. Just watch seven cold. <laughs> and then watch season six and then watch season five. <laughs> wow. Wow. And that would be really fascinating. <laughs> hmm. I think. <laughs> I mean, it would be interesting. <laughs> so the, for sure. There's all these dead people and you don't know necessarily how they died or stuff, but.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. So we've, we've got uh, some people in the chat, by the way. Uh, Andy says, hi, it's been two years. So excited. <laughs> for the show and your podcast is returning um and then the bacon man says good evening ladies and gents and on twitter <laughs> he he posted something like oh my gosh i forgot this was a thing
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> know that's it's been so
1: long between seasons
2: Yeah, like in this one you know it was already going to be a long time and then it was delayed
0: yeah and yeah. i'm absolutely the worst on promotion and whatnot you know like every now and then i would post something on on uh com, see something funny. Actually, no, more More likely it would just be like the Facebook page for Specific. I don't even think I've touched the website in forever. Um, mm. terrible on that. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how many people's feeds light up.
2: <laughs> like, whoa, <laughs> what know, happened? You know, people who uh, stayed subscribed to the podcast <laughs> feed, at least hopefully will. Yeah.
1: Yes, this Surprise. is why you stay subscribed. <laughs> yeah.
2: But we'll we'll jump back in and we'll be, you know, uh, yeah, we're good.
0: (laughs) Uh, Normally, we would do like so, you know, normally, traditionally, the show is really a kind of a recap and analysis of what the show was on because logistics, we're going to be recording later in the week. So really, we're going to be releasing kind of like the day each new episode comes out. So uh, now it's going to be just a quick refresh. Hey, let's prep. Let's let's get ready for this week. What's going to happen? You know, kind of thing. Um, and the normal format, we would, uh, you know, kind of go through. We sometimes alternate. Sometimes it's a direct timeline, blow by blow. Sometimes we go by area or whatever, or some big event that happened in the world in the show. Um, but uh, usually up top, we'll talk about news that is kind of, out of character, so to speak. So it's kind of things about the actual production and all that. There's been millions of things of news in the last two yeah. years since it was released. Um, the most relevant thing I saw recently was that, um, uh, season six, you know, was, uh, truncated was only seven episodes. This season's only six episodes and they finally, um, the run times for all the episodes leaked for how mm. long they're going to be. And uh, it looks like the way it's going to work out, it's going to effectively be like seven episodes. So, the first three are each about an hour, and the last three are a lo- closer to an hour and 20 minutes each. So, mm. there's going to be a nice, big, epic, you know, two-ender. two, two ender, Awesome. Um, yeah. Um, and there's rumors about what's going to be in each episode. I don't know that we necessarily need to get into that
2: well i don't think you know it's part of our philosophy that we're not we don't we're avoiding spoilers so yeah Yeah.
0: it hasn't aired so yeah Mm um so that was only kind of like relevant news tidbit i think i really saw other than so uh
1: i did see something i don't know if you guys were reading up on it about how amelia clark came out about her um brain
4: surgeries Yeah. yeah
1: yeah And the amount of pain she must have been going through in those, those early years and still acting, still doing all of the press mm. and everything else.
0: So she had two aneurysms.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. And she had to have two surgeries to, to deal with her aneurysms. Um, And it just, you know, it's, it's one of those things like uh, a lot of people criticize her and, you know, Oh, maybe she didn't quite have her role. And and now I wonder also how much did these aneurysms have to play in, in that. But also I think, you know, part of it was she was being directed to mm-hmm. be that way. And, and the whole point is her character is supposed to evolve into yeah. who she is. Yeah. So, like if she started out as, you know, the boss Khaleesi that she becomes, mm-hmm. there, there'd be no point in watching, but, mm-hmm. um, All I can say is I'm very impressed.
2: Yeah, Yeah. well, definitely. And it's hard to know, like, how much those things, like, come into play in terms of the final product, because it's collaborative effort making a show like this. I mean, having just rewatched, I think that the conventional wisdom that season two is kind of a low point for her character, I think, is hard to argue, frankly. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, like... Is that on her or is it that the show didn't really give her very much interesting to do except wait for things to happen and, you know, where are my boats at? Are <laughs> my at? You know, uh, if <laughs> anyone has not seen that video, just Google <laughs> where my boat's at and uh,
4: enjoy it. Yeah. It's
1: fantastic.
3: <laughs> yeah. Still a favorite of mine of all of the things <laughs> that have come out yeah. through the entire series. That's one yeah. of my favorites. Uh, so when Mike I was Machali-
1: rewatching. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead.
2: I was just saying when I was rewatching season two, I did pull that up again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Mike McCauley says, happy new year.
4: (laughs) um,
1: The bacon man asks any of y'all ever read or listen to the tales of Duncan Ed egg. I really enjoyed that prequel trilogy as well. Yes, you are looking at one of the biggest fans of <laughs> the hedge Knight and the tales of Duncan egg. I absolutely loved uh those stories. And that is something that PG and I used to constantly talk about and how we wanted more references to yeah. um, those are fantastic. And if you haven't seen the comic book, the graphic novel versions, you owe it to yourself to go find those. Um, I have them in, in my library. they That's how I first read them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I've, I've read on your, your Kindle. <laughs> I've read the print ones, but I haven't seen the graphic novel ones.
1: Oh, they're so good. I should, I should bring them to you sometime. <laughs>
0: I've heard little tidbits and conversations that people have, but nothing, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Cause oh, you yeah. can't be spoiled.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> so is that like but something yeah. to read before even starting book one over again? Or is there like a certain well, place that you should it? doesn't drop
1: matter. It? it really doesn't spoil Cause anything. Cause it's way history. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's like a full generation before <laughs> mm-hmm. the yeah. start of the show. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. So the um, um, oh, did yeah. it, oh sorry um, the other the other book that uh, is is relevant to all of this, of course, is uh, Fire and Blood.
4: Yeah. Right. Yes.
2: Which is that that it's, it's it's like a history book of the Targaryen dynasty, which is distinct from the main series by just the virtue of it really reads more like a history than, you know, a prose fiction novel. Right. And, um, I was, I really enjoyed it, but I was also kind of surprised that it stops like two generations before I would have expected it to stop. I would have expected it to go ahead and get kind of caught up with the start of the main saga, but it doesn't, it starts like, like it starts stops, I think, a generation shy of the father of the Mad King. So oh, also wow. remember this bullshit. is the
1: book this is the book that is given to Joffrey by Tyrion Ooh. on his wedding day and that Joffrey destroys it. And there's only like a very few number of them left at all. Ooh. So the reason why it stopped so long ago I is that it, it was Amazon. completed.
4: Oh, yes, gotcha. it's on Amazon. <laughs> but they don't have Amazon in- <laughs>
1: <laughs> So, like, this is uh, basically the Fantastic Beasts of... What's mm. you know? Uh, of, of I, don't, fire. <laughs> I
2: don't like that comparison, but mostly because I don't like Fantastic Beasts.
1: <laughs> no, I meant, I meant the actual book that she wrote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, sure. She wrote, she wrote, uh, Beetle Bard and Fantastic Beasts. And then they were, yeah. they were just auctioned off. And then she made the whole movie and everything. But right. yeah, no, this is, this is like, it's actually supposed to be a history book. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, the original Fantastic Beasts, she actually wrote it as a textbook. That was from mm. inside the series. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's super <laughs> geeky.
0: <laughs> That's okay.
1: And, and the really fun thing that I love about that book is that um, a lot of the information and uh, source gathering came from uh, Westeros.org, which was started by two fans of the series that then became the continuity er- editors, for george r. r martin elio and linda Ooh, so like wow cool. one thing that i d- dig about that is that just shows how fandom can be so important mm-hmm. to these works that we enjoy right
2: and uh you
1: definitely have
2: to uh read that book because uh mushroom became one of my favorite characters in the whole saga Oh my God! <laughs> um, uh, Mushroom is uh, one of the primary historical sources used in the book, but he is basically uh, a dwarf, a uh, fool named Mushroom. Um, for reasons like one is that he was short and had a big head, and but also a suggestion that there was something else about him that was like that. Um, and uh, but the, at the same time, he is this character who served several generations of the Targaryens and wrote up lots of opinions about what was happening. And so Hmm. there's a whole section of the book where you have two primary historical sources from that time. And one of them is the very dry facts of the matter. And the other one is the salacious behind the scenes gossip. (laughs) And it's, it's great playing those two sides off each other. It's like, you know, uh, this one source suggests that uh, you know, the Queen simply succumbs to illness. However, Mushroom would posit that she was actually poisoned by her secret lover and you know
0: stuff like that. <laughs> oh my god. Ken Burns yeah. meets TMZ. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well,
1: I will say that I kept thinking about Mushroom during a certain scandalous news story that came up in this past year. And every time <laughs> <laughs> they came I'm like <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, we, I always go back to Nintendo but yeah
1: so Mike McCauley says Chooch is being a true Viking displaying his axe collection behind him <laughs> and one
0: <clears throat> actual sword true mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I thought we would um, kind of recap do a brief recap of where things were left off last season um mm-hmm. Which will naturally include uh, what we want to see happen, I think. Um, as we set up top, the season's all uncharted territory. The show is past the books. There are a few things that happened in the books that didn't make it into the show that mm-hmm. readers know about. I think it's pretty doubtful at this point that anything's going to come of anything that was left in you know yeah. the books. It seems like that things I've yeah, heard really- of that I don't necessarily know the details about. <laughs>
2: right one prominent character in particular who usually referred to by initials at this point i think she's not going to show up in the yeah. in the show just yeah. and honestly shouldn't at this point i don't think it makes any sense it would
1: be point. so like hey remember this thing no we don't oh well we're going to show it anyway is basically yeah. where it would be story wise at this point right <laughs> She had a perfect opportunity before, and that opportunity is gone, and honestly, her ruthlessness uh, showed up elsewhere.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And one kind of quick question up front for everybody. Do you think we're going to see any new geography in the season, or have we seen everything we have of the world, and Mm. we're just going to see things go down in Westeros and – I think I've well, seen everything we're going to see. I don't think they're going to spend any time. I
1: think we're time- going to Yeah, I agree with you. I d- I don't think we're going to see anywhere new, but I don't think that that means that that's all there is to the world.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: That's just uh, Yeah.
2: Well, for one, we've seen we see on every time there's a world map that there's a whole continent that we know like zero about so the yeah. Sutherus. It's yeah. like yeah. it's Wild jungle, and you can catch diseases down there. That's like what we know about. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I think it would probably be a mistake at this point to introduce any new region, just because we have enough moving pieces to deal with already that I don't know that, you know, unless it is just a matter of the last few refugees escaping... the lands that we know are yeah. escaping to some new place. Like uh, in, unless it's that, I don't think it makes sense to have any brand new locations.
1: Yeah, I agree. It'd just be too confusing. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Makes sense.
0: Um, so there's uh, living characters, which basically fall into two camps. You got team Danny and you got team Cersei and though team cersei is looking pretty thin nowadays um as far as <laughs> as far as characters we've come to know and love in the world yeah. um <clears throat> i guess actually maybe you yeah, know we should probably start down there king's landing which mm-hmm. is where cersei was left um she had um, let's see she had reunions with Jamie and mm-hmm had um blown up the sept <laughs> blown up half yeah. of half of King's Landing. <laughs>
2: right. So she's still got Kyburn yes. by her side. Um has mm-hmm. been taken out now. Um Jamie has left her because he's determined to actually fulfill the promise and go fight you know the army of the dead. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um she's still got the mountain but otherwise it was made clear that her only real remaining allies are Euron. Right. Who took his fleet to go bring back the golden company. Right. Yeah. From access. So she's going to have an army, but it's an army of sellswords.
4: Yeah. That
0: she's got a loan from the iron bank. She paid back the iron bank. Right. With high garden's mm-hmm. money. And then yeah. takes out a new loan to bring on.
2: Right. The golden and company. And then, uh, and uh and Euron is unquestionably an incredibly fierce uh and dangerous man with his fleet, but he's also kinda crazy and yeah. what's she gonna have to promise him to get all of this? It's
0: and he expects her him marriage. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: and so he, he is expects de- to the you know. king. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh that is another loan that she has essentially taken out and yeah. it's gonna have to pay back at some point.
3: Uh, well, I mean, she's got Sir Robert yeah. right next to her. Maybe she doesn't think she'll have to pay on that loan. Yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. say, just kill him. Yeah. Yeah, well,
2: certainly that's been her approach so far.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: the
0: mountain, Gregor, yeah. zombie.
2: Yeah. yeah but in terms of named allies, she's pretty thin on the ground these days. Yeah. Is Braun with her? No, Braun. Well, I don't think we really saw where Braun went when yeah. Jamie left
3: the last I remember seeing of Bron was he said, come on, let's go get a drink. And he and Podrick left. Wait, no, 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 no. wait, wait, that's a long time ago. That's no,
2: what, what, what what it was is that at this, that meeting where everyone came together and they saw the white Bron told Jamie, okay, dead things. I'm out.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, That was his, that was his, okay.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he, he basically said, I, you know, I was willing to fight for you, but I'm not willing to fight those for you. So, yeah. so we don't know where he went after that, but he basically said
1: his goodbyes. Which, you know, do you blame him?
3: I really, go go. I really don't. I really don't. Not for Cersei's side. I don't blame him castle. one bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so, like I said, yeah, Theon is. Um, oh, so Theon's chasing his uncle, he's got a a fleet.
4: Right.
2: So he he managed to, to, yeah. So go ahead.
0: Well, so um, you're on a taken Yara, his sister. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so he's got her hostage. So Theon's got a fleet together to try to go get her back.
2: so the last we saw of him was him beating that other Greyjoy captain up, uh, to basically prove that he does still have what it takes Mm to lead this mission. And, um, hopefully recover. Um and I think you know that the the classic storytelling archetype would be to say he had his moment of weakness and now he is going to be triumphant but this is also not necessarily that kind of show. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> and it's going to be on. all right. I don't know. I I think just based on patterns of this show at this point that she's going to show up again just to die but you
3: never know. I and I yeah. just get a flash of Roz on the bedpost at that moment. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. They'll. They'll. Yeah. They would <laughs> totally do that to us.
2: Will Will they? Will she even get a death scene, or will she just show up already? Yeah. yeah. Well. Well. So, but uh, I. Yeah. Says, I don't.
1: Mike oh. says, "Am I the only one that is uh, not trusting Tyrion's loyalty right now?"
3: Um, um. With that last
2: scene. Yeah, I don't know that it's a, it's a matter of his loyalty so much as. The whole last season was over and over again, his advice not going well for Danny and her ignoring him and overriding him and him not especially feeling valued. And Mm -hmm. also I think he's probably going to be aware it's not a great thing for, uh, for Danny and John to be together. But at the same time, when we say loyalty, I mean, like, what are his choices right now?
3: Yeah. He wants to make a difference. That's for sure. He's yeah, like, I, And the one thing, the one common thread is that he likes being a public servant, if that's what you want yeah. to call it.
2: I don't think he would give that up. Certainly, I don't think he would go back to Cersei. That would be madness. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he would like, you know, he might be frustrated enough to make like some impulsive decisions. But I don't think it's a loyalty question. I think it's a frustration question.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And he's too smart and kind of like, he's always been so much of an adult. I think that, you know, he can rise above the, I read how much the producers, we uh, think
3: of that as like a romantic thing though. Like how much of that loyalty thing is like everybody that's come into contact. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like everybody that's come into contact with Danny is like, they fall for her head over heels
0: that's what I was gonna say is that the the showrunner, Benny Offenweiss confirmed that he is in love with her. Yeah. They felt that was relevant and important to clarify. Yeah.
4: and I'm Go
1: ahead. <laughs> well,
2: there was a scene with um Varys uh and Tyrion and Danny where it was kind of brought up of you know, Varys is trying to say, you know, I, I, I was always hoping for someone like you to be able to come back for the good of the realm. But you know, she was rightly able to kind of bring up. It's like, yeah, but remember when Robert tried to have me killed? Weren't you involved with that? Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and so basically, what she makes him promise and sort of Tyrion by implication is if there's ever a time where you think I'm going so wrong that you are considering betraying me, I want you to like, tell me before it gets to that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think on one hand, that's a reasonable thing for her to say, but on the other hand, she has not especially shown herself very willing to accept, accept constructive criticism. Yeah. Yeah. She is constantly going against her advisor's suggestions.
1: Yeah. Um I think that if it were Book Tyrion uh and seeing what he saw I I would be less trustful of him. Yeah. Um because Book Tyrion is a lot more into his basic in- basic the basis basic instincts. I I don't want to say basic instinct because now I'm thinking of the movie. But you know what I mean? <laughs> that the animal instincts, the the emotional instincts, um, revenge is very much part of who he is. Whereas show Tyrion, uh, I I think the showrunners are a little more in love with Tyrion. Um and they hold they make him much more noble in the show.
3: Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm
1: I'm less distrustful of his loyalty, although Um, They make him. I wonder, and 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 I don't know if the show is willing to go there, but I really do think that the the dragon has three heads, kind of a thing. Even though we've lost one dragon, is still Mm
4: -hmm. still very
1: important, and maybe maybe that'll be a, a, a something that Tyrion has to understand and has to realize that he can love her, he can love Daenerys, but he's not going to be the only one right he's not going to be the only there will be no only one for her
2: well and just in terms of like this is not spoiler it's just speculation based on what we've seen but in addition to Daenerys there are two other characters who have been shown to have meaningful significant connections to the dragons and that's Mm -hmm. Jon and Tyrion
1: exactly yeah which is that, that has always been my theory for the dragon has three heads, by the way. Are those three people? It's yeah. John. Except
2: one of the dragons is dead now, though. I know. That, that, that
1: really throws things out. Yeah.
2: yeah. But I I don't know, it's really don't
4: work just easier if you keep Hang it to on.
1: two. One yeah. of these dragon riders also died. Uh. Ah. So one of the dragon, you know, riders has also died. So maybe there's something there i don't know mm-hmm.
2: hmm. well there's all sorts of st- like we haven't even touched the uh the prophecy yet because we haven't really <laughs> you know we kind of slid right into team danny because there's just not that much to go with on uh team cersei i mean other than just talking about cersei herself and yeah. the you know the moving pieces in play obviously she has betrayed almost everybody she's ever worked with and her only remaining allies are certainly not super trustworthy but she also there's specifically this this prophecy that the show actually gave us in a flashback scene and not yeah. so not just referenced, but like they show it to us. This idea, uh, actually, this uh, now I'm just suddenly remembering the show version of that prophecy. Did it cover her death or only her children? Uh, this is no, it,
1: it covers show her question. death as well. It says. We're, we're talking about Cersei's uh, Maggie the yeah. Frog thing? Yeah, so yeah. It, it did cover, it said that all of your children will die, uh-huh. and you will be replaced by a younger queen. Now, did they cover her actually yeah,
2: dying? Yeah, so this gets into the book show stuff, but there is a specific piece of the book prophecy that I don't think was in the show prophecy, and so people are very hung up on that piece of it. And in the fandom, there's a lot of discussion of that piece, even though I don't think the show ever established that piece. So I don't think we can count on that being what happens.
4: Hmm.
2: But yeah, so, but the remaining piece though, is the prophecy that said that she would be replaced by a younger, prettier. So are we meant to understand that that did happen with Marjorie becoming (laughs) queen? Right. And then everything since then is post prophecy, or is there still some peace in play? We don't know.
0: Yeah. And so, presumably, with this big uh, army, she's going to mm-hmm. immediately go and attack Danny's army.
2: Yeah. Presumably. Waiting for them to extend themselves by marching up north and then essentially swoop up and take everything south of them.
0: Yeah. pretty cut and dry. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. and um, she is pregnant, with presumably yeah. Jamie's child. I was, was frustrated with that.
2: Just because, yeah, I was going to say, I was so sure when she said it, that it was a manipulation, but I feel mm-hmm. like the show never really tipped its hand there. So I guess it's possible that they're still just waiting for the reveal of that to be a big deal, but
1: I don't, maybe she really is pregnant. I don't know. I thought it was a manipulation until Tyrion noticed it.
0: Mm. Oh, right. But
4: then
1: again, in that scene, that scene is all about her convincing
2: Tyrion that she really is on board with this plan, which we then discover she's totally not. Yeah. So that whole scene is her playing him from top to bottom anyway. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So it could still be a manipulation. We don't really know. I don't think they've confirmed it one way or the other.
3: No, there was that scene where she and Kybern were talking when Jamie came in, but we don't know what she and Kybern were were saying to each other. She just used that as her her starting spot.
2: Yeah, so hard to say. I kind of hope she's not, just because I feel like it's honestly more interesting for her to be using that as a manipulation than Mm -hmm. for her to really be pregnant. But yeah, we'll see.
0: And other than her only true motivation we've ever seen throughout the entire show was the love of her children. And so that she has hope, I guess (laughs) there is a future in her belly gives her reason to go on. Um, Yeah. But But I almost could
2: think that uh, like, if the love of her children was kind of the only thing really, even tethering her to having connections with anybody else in the world mm-hmm. Yeah. because like she says at one point in an earlier season, I think like, I think she says it to maybe to maybe not to Santa. I don't know. She says at some point, I can't remember to who that if she didn't have, if not for her children, she would have thrown herself out a window. Mm-hmm. Um, but so just the idea that with her children gone, and, you know, every, there's nothing left really holding her to stopping her from being just a complete monster. Mm-hmm. And so and- the idea of does getting pregnant pull her back from that abyss or is pretending that she is to manipulate even Janie yet another mile marker that she's passing on her way yeah yeah
3: i just it's i think it's been horrifying to see what she did when her children were alive (laughs) (laughs) but what she's been able to pull off since she essentially i mean she you know she could have just pushed tom and out that window herself you know what i mean like she Mm -hmm. had to know how she had a hand in the death of
0: all of her children
3: Uh, oh absolutely
0: back to her yeah
3: (laughs) absolutely (laughs) And inadvertently. Yeah. So I think it's, it's been really terrifyingly awesome to see what she's capable of when she's in her black queen gown with her Mm -hmm. black tiara and just, it's, uh, she, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting to see just how far down she'll go and, and like promising help and immediately saying she's not going to send it is just like Classic. classic, like
2: well, the one thing, like, I'm just suddenly remembering though, the one thing that I was just so happy about in those last scenes with her was that she noticed that Danny only brought two dragons, and I was just like, thank you, because that was so yeah. stupid. Yeah, It was so stupid. <laughs> just bring one dragon, just bring and people one. don't know where the other two. Yeah. But bring two, and they that just raises the question: Where's the third? Why didn't you bring the third? Is it because yep. you don't have the third anymore? <laughs> just bring one dragon. Nobody knows.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. now that said enough people would have heard about that that it probably would have gotten back eventually but you didn't have to make a big show yeah, of it. Is exactly. the point anyway <laughs> <laughs> but I, my point was that I was really glad that she noticed that because I feel like it would be the right it would be something to notice
3: yeah
4: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yep. I mean we all noticed it as oh Viserion's not there but you know it's different for Cersei. Oh yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, by the way, just gotta say, maybe when you're naming your dragons, don't name one after the brother that was never good to you,
3: <laughs> and that you murdered. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. He
3: really kind
2: of murdered himself, though. Yeah, yeah, He,
1: yeah. he, he drew
2: uh, a sword and held it to her pregnant tummy in a totally sacred city where he oh, knew totally that it was vilified. death to draw Drosteo.
3: Totally. And, like, but Drago yeah. didn't pour that gold until he looked at Danny, and she was like, "Whatever, man, you know, yeah, he wouldn't right. have done it without that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so uh,
1: Andy says, "I really feel uh, that it's only manipulation." so Andy is on uh, Christiana's side there, and uh, that he's very interested to see how the use of the reserves of wildfire is going to play out if the dead march on Kingsland. Ah. Do we know how
2: much more there is? Because she would have used a lot of it to blow up the sept. Yeah, my assumption
0: was that was the rest of it after the Battle of Blackwater.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
2: So now, they in put theory, them back to work
3: and has them make well, more,
2: right? But yeah, that, that's the. It could have been the rest of it, but there's no reason they couldn't still be making more.
4: Yeah. yeah,
2: right.
4: Yeah, yeah. has I
2: mean, been pretty busy though. He's got a lot mm-hmm. going on right now. So and I
3: guess having,
4: they
3: have the- having just done the rewatch, how much of a boner did Kyburn get when that white came out and he's holding the hand and just all like, you know, let he wanted try. to keep that damn thing before John yeah, said, let me fire. have the hand. Oh. Let
1: me have it.
0: Oh, it was yeah, I, I, he was turgid. Yeah. he.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I, I guess definitely could imagine it just as being just sort of a shop talk sort of interest of like, well, gosh, you know, I wonder how that's accomplished. I mean, I did it with alchemical, but this seems yeah. to be some sort of a magic, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: so, uh, Mike says that he thought all the wildfire was spent at the block water, but we did learn, uh, when she set up her, her big, nasty uh, wildfire trek and burning down the sep that there yeah. were some reserves,
4: yeah, mm-hmm. a, Quite
1: lot. A, few. a lot, a <laughs> lot. <laughs> yeah. They kept but, again, after the Battle of the Blackwater. Yeah,
2: it's it's not a zero-sum game. They could mm-hmm. have been continuing to make it, so there's not some yeah. limited supply. And in, not a, in, getting, in, a getting, in a
0: meta-production sense, they probably wouldn't do that again. You know?
2: Yeah, I feel yeah. like... I feel like they would have to have some... It, they They've... They've kind of blown their wildfire surprise, <laughs> yeah, you know, s- stockpile, so it's not that they're out of wildfire, it's that they would need a good reason to break out the wildfire again, or it would well, have to escalate,
0: but, so they would have to yeah. have like wildfire dropping zeppelins or something you know <laughs> <Mm-mm>.
3: <laughs> i don't i think I don't think that you can discount the fact that those are some wildfires like a pretty powerful nuke in this world. Yeah. So I don't know that we've seen it for the last time. I think it would be stupid of Cersei not to preparing be preparing some to launch at the dragons when they're circling over the city,
2: or for that matter, just the the irony of the final fate of King's Landing being to get burned to the ground after all. Yeah. By wildfire would be pretty ironic.
1: And how often have we talked about you know the the Iron Throne being nothing but a pile of ashes? Yeah, Mm -hmm. actually, is what happens.
2: Well, right. And then the whole thing started by, you know, why did Jamie kill the Mad King? Because Mad King was saying to burn the whole city instead of let it get taken. Like like there's too many parallels that would make (laughs) that a potentially fitting story outcome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe the Mad King's not so mad at all. After all, maybe he just was early.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that's That's really a reasonable theory now that we've we've had you know, the Hodor explanation, the idea Mm -hmm. of like he said the only thing he'd been saying for weeks, burn them all, kind of like how Hodor only said Hodor. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Brand, um, what'd you do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see I think that's an interesting theory, but I I almost kind of hope that's not it or yeah. that there's something else to it because yeah. otherwise it just I don't know, it feels too loose to me.
3: Is but uh like, well, you know, we'll have to see. Like all the um watching Forrest Gump and seeing all of the different big events in the United States that Forrest Gump touched on. You don't want to see Bran has touched on everything in the history of Westeros.
2: Well, also it really kind of sort of would it's, it's the connections are too far apart. Like what story purpose does it serve for that to be the explanation?
3: I totally agree.
4: Mm.
2: But, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe, We'll, we'll have to see. If if they go that direction, we'll have mm. to see how it plays out. Um, maybe they won't. Maybe it's yeah. just uh, people managed to connect two dots that were never intended to be connected. Damn.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like anything when you come to prophecy. Like, if you look at a prophecy hard enough, you'll find it in reality.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, I think his kind of thread is he is becoming more and more detached from everybody else from mm-hmm. humanity. And right. you know, I've seen a theory out there that he is the night king or becomes the night king, and it's another mm-hmm. big loop thing um, because he's becoming more and more detached or whatever. So I could see yeah. it playing into that kind of narrative.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to but- go on record saying I don't want Brand to be the night king. No, hell no. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Just because
2: the the whole concept of <clears throat> the whole concept of why it was important for the three eyed Raven to exist was, you know, predicated on this idea that the night King must be opposed. Mm-hmm. So again, I, right. I don't quite see how it, the story makes sense for him yeah. to be the night King. Right. But at the same time, I think what we have seen in ter- especially in terms of like the Lord of light stuff is that it would seem that what some characters call the Lord of light, Seems to be some kind of a real force, yeah. if not a sentient entity, but that it has things that it intends to have happen, but it is not above lying to its servants about why.
4: Yeah.
2: Like the whole like you could make the case that it made Melisandre think that Stannis yes. was the Lord of Light Ly- or, you know, Azor Ahai or Prince that was yeah. promised. In order to lead her to, you know, to get all the pieces in place, even though it essentially meant it gave her false visions
4: Mm -hmm. in order to produce the
2: outcome it wanted. (laughs) And so if that's the case, the idea that, oh, hey, Jojen's visions that we have to get Bran up to the tree so that he can be the three eyed raven so that we can oppose the Night King. Is that really just? Yeah. Yeah. The that evil force making itself happen, hmm. you know, like who's yep. who's really sending you these visions, and what do they want? Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> why? Yeah, what's the reason?
1: Mm-hmm. And and why does everyone that follows the Lord of Light see it differently?
4: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Now, it's also, I think we have to be realistic and acknowledge that a lot of this stuff might turn out to be the Polar Baron Lost. Yeah. Right. <laughs> where it's designed to be weird and curious and interesting in the moment, and in the end, actually isn't that
4: important.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and that's a curious thing, because the, the followers of the Lord of Light, you know, Melisandre has gone off to... She's left for Volantis. She's mm-hmm. done. She's presumably gone. We're not going to see for her anymore.
3: now. For now, she no, she'll she be back Varys. one more time.
1: She told Varys, right yeah,
0: that they will both die in Westeros, right?
1: Yeah. She also, uh,
2: I don't think. I think she she left Winterfell before Arya showed back up, and when she met Arya, she said, "You and I will meet again." Yes. Uh, yep.
3: Yeah.
0: It, yeah. Yeah. So, cool. That's Actually, another so, And then we have um, uh, Donderick, Donderian, Beric,
2: Beric, Dondarian
0: and mm-hmm. uh, Thoros. And Thoros died, right? So
2: yeah, Thoros died um, in uh, in the North, trying to on the White Recovery mission. Yeah. And Beric had been feeling thinner and thinner, so to speak.
0: Yeah. He's on black light
2: too, so.
0: I mean, so but that I don't Faith know, like- is almost gone, and then we have the other uh, red queen, red uh, priestess yeah. very far away, and that's gone and over I with. I think
2: that character is sort of meant to be Kate from the books, but she's never named in the show, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And there's really been no other followers, so it's kind of, yeah.
4: Right. Yeah.
0: Curious. Hard
4: to say.
2: What's going to become you know? of it, Yeah. Yep. You know, and then the one child of the forest that still was around died up at the tree when Rand escaped from there. And so, yeah, right. But then it was also revealed that they actually made the white walkers in the first place, you right. know, I guess they're enemies now. And so it's like, I think just in terms of everybody setting their, their own expectations, um, I think it's important for people to not get too hung up on the idea that every one of these little mysteries needs to get tied up in a neat little bow because there's no way that's happening.
4: Yeah, Yeah. right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We would just have Gilly reading to Sam for like seven episodes. Okay, this happened and this happened and this happened. Yeah, uh Mispronouncing it as adorably as she does.
1: Yeah. Well, and I feel like a lot of the faith stuff, you know, the otherworldly supernatural in the sense of, like, anything tied to a god, you know, children of the forest, the Lord of Light, is meant to show us that even these so-called gods are fallible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the children of the forest, they made the White Walkers for a purpose, and then they realized they made a mistake.
4: Right.
1: And I was just trying to think
2: if there's, if there's been any... So we know that followers of the Lord of Light at least have the capability of performing magic. Now, whether that's actually coming from some entity of the Lord of Light or whether it's their own sorcery they're misinterpreting, we know that that's real. Like, we've seen that happen. People literally brought back from the dead. Yeah, We've seen the warlocks in Karth had their own magic. Dragons themselves are explicitly tied to magic. Um, you know, the whole this whole idea because one of the warlocks in Carth, one of the bits from season two that's kind of still relevant is the Warlock said when your dragons were reborn, that's when our magic came back. Yeah. Right. And right. so but yep. uh, I was trying to think if we've had any sort of actual uh in canon justification for any of the other gods, like the seven right. or the drowned gods. I don't think we've had anything else that was like explicit. Other so than it's the clear that
0: faceless men.
2: Yeah. So it's clear magic is real, hmm. and the magic done by the red priests—they say comes from the Lord of Light—but we really don't have any confirmation of that.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: People do seem to receive visions in the fire that are not always honest, but are certainly real. They're not imagined even if they might be deceptive.
4: Right. Right.
3: Right.
2: You know, but yeah. it's just like what's actually real, what's not? We don't know. No, and <laughs> is
0: the any part of the old gods tied to the trees, right? And then that's mm-hmm. tied to the well, trees. Right. Yeah, the whole
2: and, Raven thing yeah. is yeah.
0: Well, that's so. clearly magic. Mhm. So old gods kind of Yeah. Old yeah, at least that one. <laughs>
2: Well, and again, it might, it might well be a sort of situation where magic is this kind of unknowable thing that people nonetheless find certain ways to exploit and put the name of different gods on it.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, yeah. if someone knows about certain, you know, legends of divinity, and then they suddenly bring someone back to life one day, well... That's an explanation. That's no, sure. I guess I that must be what it was.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> the dream got it. It has nothing to do with CPR. <laughs>
2: mm, literally. Also, that whole what is dead may never die kind of doesn't work very well because they die all the
4: time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there is that.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. you know, they live in a shithole. So what else do they got?
2: <laughs> all the yeah i i just I, you know the the whole fake out that the show gave us that euron saw the uh the the dead thing and was just like suddenly like nope fuck it i'm out and yeah. you know, i'm gonna go back to they can't swim right okay good i live in an island so <laughs> see ya <laughs> wouldn't want to be in i but you know i Uh, that didn't ever feel quite right. And so the confirmation that, oh no, that was all set up. It was really just to, he's giving an explanation for what he was saying he was going to do, what he's actually going to do. But I think there's also an element of the last season's loose plotting in the sense that he would have a fleet that big, be able to take it to another continent and bring back an army. And nobody knows about that. Yeah. Okay.
1: (laughs) Right there with you. There's a lot going yeah. on. Yeah. Well, it
2: it was just clear that uh, you know the uh, the last season they kind of shifted it into you know fast pe- fast text mode to right. make an RPP <laughs> uh, yeah. thing where it's kind of like y- you know what we need this character to be down in this other place and I know it's actually 700 miles away and they don't really have any way to get there but uh, you know we'll just- make it so. They need to be there. So they're there. Well,
4: the. the <laughs> it yeah. was very.
3: It was really different for me doing the rewatch starting. Like, I was telling Chooch that, like, you know, the first five seasons, it was like a playful, long view of a candle flickering, you know, in a tent with Rob and, and, um, Talisa. And mm-hmm. now it's like, boom, boom, boom. It's like scene content, scene content, another big reveal, another this, another that. Oh, dragon's coming mm-hmm. in. Oh, that, that, that. And so that's what I when we were talking before we went live, it was like, it's almost so exhausting to go. Cause you've only got one week to digest essentially like a film pace rather yeah. than that slow leisurely start that we had that gentle meandering into the things that we've, mm. that we're now just getting like one <laughs> right after the other hammered. It's just yeah. like, uh, no foreplay. Mm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no. For, yeah. Buy me dinner first. <laughs> So we
2: we haven't really <laughs> covered very many of the characters. Well, yeah, is, I was gonna say when you kind of jump
0: up to the the
4: let's team, yeah, Danny,
0: do- or oh. where uh, Danny. So they were on the boat headed to Winterfell, right? They didn't right. land yet. It,
2: and had, it seems like there's, sex. yeah. Well, and we also had this this this. Uh, you know, John had officially agreed to bend the knee to Danny. Um and he did so in such a way that almost screwed everything up at that big meeting because he wouldn't he wouldn't just lie and say that he hadn't right. done
0: that right because um, Cersei <laughs> demands that he bend the knee to her and he's like yeah
2: I already did well this, this whole idea of the North can be the North but it can't be the North and you guys and the yeah. Targaryens right, right right um and so for him to not be willing to even just say. I'll All think right. about it. Yeah. <laughs> um. But at the same time, you know, I you you get that sort of dynamic with Danny of just kind of like saying, "You said I love you at a really inconvenient time."
4: <laughs> but
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. So obviously, that's a, a connection, but it's also set up that a lot of the Northmen are not necessarily going to be happy with the idea that he's done this and just the idea that, oh, well, they chose him, they'll follow him, they'll trust what he has to say, I don't think that's a given at all. That's not how
0: the North Um, works.
3: No.
2: (laughs) yeah, And not only that, but um, you know, I really hope they don't go a route of real serious conflict between Sansa and John. I don't want them to do that. Yeah. But it's not impossible that they could. There's, you know, the pieces are in place for that. Mm-hmm. And yet, I hope that the show doesn't play that card because they kind of played it already with Arya and Sansa and Littlefinger. Right. Where the whole setup was this idea that it looks like they're fighting. Like, this was one of the revelations I had watching the, uh, re-watching the whole thing is that ultimately... Littlefinger's real failing come from this idea that he really doesn't understand what it means to have a family and be in a family. Yeah. He thinks that when siblings fight, that's the same thing as when enemies on a battlefield fight. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: And he does not understand the difference. Yeah. And so he can see this, uh, wedge, between Arya and Sansa and how they don't get along very well. And they're very different and they want different things and assume that means he can slide in between the two of them. But ultimately he does not realize that he cannot actually supplant that real family relationship that they have. And so for that reason, the idea that they played at, Oh, maybe Arya and Sansa are actually going to fight each other but then it's revealed, no, they're actually, you know, they have their differences, but they work together to yeah. defeat an enemy. I hope that the show has played that card and is not going to play it again with Sansa and John.
3: Agreed. Agreed. Well, well, and uh, mentioning the rewatch for, again, I know, but, um, I just remember the scene where they're at, um, sorry they're at, um, they're at the, um, at Lord Glover's, I think they're trying to get Glover to commit. Sansa and Davos and John are trying to get Glover to commit, and he's like mm-hmm. specifically mentioned the fact that yes, we, you know, Sansa says, "Oh, but you have to because you're sw- you've sworn to you know House Stark," and he comes back and says, "Yeah, I swore to House Stark," and then Rob took up with a foreign whore, and everybody that followed him died. Well, so now for John, and John was standing right there, and so for John to come back mm-hmm. having sworn. To a quote foreign horror, which is what Glover is going to say and many Mm -hmm. others. It just, and not just married one, but bent the knee to bent the knee for as he represents the entire north and everybody that has bent the knee to him. So it's going to be a huge issue. And I don't know that I think that that Sansa wants to be like, I don't know that she wants to jump levels in you know the family hierarchy i still don't know that i think that she wants to do that i don't know what she wants at this point right but i I think they've made it possible for them to have a fight over that because she would have a portion of the north behind her if she did not bend the knee to Eric to dan right
2: well i i don't think it she would do anything out of animosity towards john like she wants his spot like jealousy I but I think it's possible that she could so fundamentally disagree with what he's done. But at the same time, I think at this point, Winterfell is so on the front lines of this looming threat that oh my God. for them to split up and do anything mm-hmm. other than unite in order to fight that is disastrous for everyone involved. Which isn't to say that isn't what's well, not going to happen, but yeah. uh, I just mean what I would like to see is them say, We have got a lot of these things that are going to have to get worked out. But in the meantime, there's a bunch of skeletons heading heading our way. So let's
4: deal with
3: that first. What's that saying? The lone wolf dies and the pack survives. Pack survives, yeah. Right. I would like to
1: see a united Stark front.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
2: me too. Please. Um, Even if what it means is that there's a whole lot of the rest of the North that essentially say you guys don't know what you're doing we're going to protect ourselves and just pull out and not be part of this united army even though it probably just means that that you know you know we shall all hang together or assuredly we'll hang separately that sort of (laughs) thing um uh but in theory you could see some of the the military support pull out even if sansa does not take some opposing side but then again what if sansa is in a position of saying this united front we have to fight these things is going to fall apart unless I take it under my leadership. But then again, it's like you're going to reject the dragons.
4: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) right.
2: But then again, losing a dragon up one of the world is why the wall came down. So uh, Mm. (laughs) there's a lot of complicated things going on. So, and she Who could probably rally
0: the Lords of the Vale on the, the yeah. River Run, and yeah. So,
1: um, uh, Steve Pritchard has joined us in the chat, and he says he's watching season one episode. So I don't know. Are you are you starting a rewatch now, Steve? That, or, that's.
2: Uh, is- their time I
1: don't. There's not literally not time to watch all of the
2: episodes. <laughs> no, but if
3: if the goal is to watch the entire series before the series finale, I mean that's a month yeah, and a half oh yeah, away. Yeah, that's doable. I mean, everybody's acting like you have to finish your rewatch before the show. No, you can just catch the finale and t- with everybody else, it's 100% okay. Agreed. I think that's yeah. how I did Battlestar Galactica. The world continues to spin. Enjoy <laughs> it at your pace, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Ben. So, um, yeah, I'd like
1: to see like. United Starks. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Arya finish her list. I'm not sure she can though.
4: <laughs>
1: I believe in her.
4: Yeah.
3: So I know everybody is like the world is awaiting Gendry and, uh, and Arya, right? Yes. But like, do we like? I pine for Arya and Nymeria. I still pine for that. Mm. I know I, that they. they I, I know they crossed paths. It happened. But mm. like, is that the end? I I don't
1: really ship show Aria with anyone because I think she's so uninterested in relationships.
0: It is all dragon budget. There's no more wolf budget.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I also, I don't know. I like, although I certainly, I'm a dog person. I, I love the bond between human and canine. But at the same time, I feel like where they left things with Arya and Nymeria really was a reflection of Arya having this feeling of being drawn in two directions. One towards helping her family and being a person and the other as being like a wild animal. And she chooses going with her family, understanding that this other half of her soul is making the other choice and going the other way. And it's like, come with me, but no, I understand why you won't. That's not you. Just like she told her dad back in season one, yeah. yep. it's <laughs> like, you're going to be a lady? He's like, no, that's not me. And so I think what she is reconciling there is being willing to let go of that part of herself. hmm in order to serve the other.
3: I I remember that from season one, and I remembered remembering that when she saw Nymeria, and I still fucking want to <laughs> <Yeah>. see <laughs> one scene where Nymeria yeah. does a drive by at Winterfell. That's I don't give I want, a fuck. that. I, I that, want
2: that it. That would be nice. Yeah, I so. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying. I feel like I'm. I am okay if we don't see.
3: Yeah, the they yeah. they did it beautifully. I'm not going to say they didn't. It was a yeah. slice of perfection. If they don't do another thing, I can't complain. I just greedily, because yeah. I feel pretty sure that Arya and Gendry are gonna. They're gonna bump into each other at some point. I don't think that they right. would end the series without that. But well. Yeah, so I think that's what I pine for now. I feel like that's going to happen. Now I pine for the thing that I don't think I'll get. <laughs>
1: so, if uh just so you know, Viv, the I think the only fan fiction I ever wrote was a Nemuria fan fiction. Was it <laughs> like years ago? Like wow. like 10 years ago? And then I found out that George R. R. Martin doesn't like fan fiction while he's writing his series.
4: Right? <sighs> <laughs> well, I, I can understand
1: that in the sense that because then it can co-mingle and basically that's what the show has become. And yeah, and everything um, he said he didn't he to... want. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you for the Numeria love. Um, I don't see that happening. Yeah. What I really want to see and I don't think we're going to get. I'm very sad. I really think we're never going to see Tormund and Brienne together again. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Just you think Tormund is
2: uh, is is done for after I the know wall know comes how down? How survive that? Well, he, we don't see him dead. Yeah, there's We don't see yeah. him dead. He,
3: yeah, he, yeah, he could, could have Go he ahead. could he, have written down on the, an ice cube. Yeah, he it's could Tormund. be the
2: one who makes his way to Winterfell to tell Jon what happened. You know, it's like yeah. of course I that means it, it's him or Ed, right? Yeah. So it's like, I, I doubt both of them are alive.
1: I would love to see Tormund, Brienne, and Jamie in a scene together. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> every, you know, like this whole triangle. And Brienne's like, I don't know what's up with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and Jamie's like, mm-hmm. he's in love with you. That's what's up with this Yeah. Guy.
3: Yeah. But I think she that. knows what's up. I just don't think she's interested. And that's it's why it's very kind uncomfortable. of uncomfortable. Yes.
2: Mm. <laughs> I, you know, it's interesting because I kind of read Brienne's reaction there not as uninterested, but as afraid. Because her only romantic entanglements she's ever had are in situations where sh- her code would never, ever let her actually do something. Right. Wrong.
1: Yeah. Could
2: never
1: be with Yeah, yeah, she could never be like with him. He couldn't even like.
2: Never going to happen. Women and, uh, and and he was her king, and so that was never going to happen. And then how could she with the Kingslayer? Even if she continues, to, you know, learns to recognize him, he's still he's on the other side, sort of. And it's like no, could it's never Oathbreaker. But, but with Torment, there is no obvious reason why they couldn't. And I'm not saying that she wants to, and she but it's like she has not let her ever think of herself as someone open to that.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And so to even have the the idea remember since she
0: was younger, she was just time, taunted, right? Yeah, right,
2: remember yeah. those she had the whole she tells the story of this whole thing where like all the guys were nice to her and saying she was pretty and dancing with her and everything, and then it's revealed that it was all a cruel prank. So she still has those defense mechanisms of of, it's a trick. It's a trick. And I could never let myself be that vulnerable with someone.
4: Yeah.
2: And so it's, I think that it's not that there isn't actually some interest in part of her. It's that she is too closed off to allow her to really consider it as a possibility. And so it feels like an attack. Mm
4: -hmm. His
2: interest feels like an attack.
0: And it's, it's right over-the-top the creepy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, it's very Can't make any bones like- about
0: it. It's adorable, but it's or, also by creepy.
3: Wildling, by wildling rules, he is courting yeah. her appropriately. It's a cultural difference. It is sure. a cultural difference. Let's call it that. <laughs> And it's really adorable to see torments like <laughs> like that over anyone because he hasn't really been. You know, he had this kind of thing for grit, this torch he carried. But yeah.
2: so, frankly, I would love to see them actually manage to end up together because I think that would be that's a sitcom. Know, I, that's a sitcom. I, I, would, I, I would love because yeah. the truth is that you know Jamie's really the only other alternative if we were going to mm-hmm. have that type of a storyline for Brienne. But honestly. I think she's too good for him. I mean, yeah, I agree. Points, I think yeah. we all agree. Oh, much yeah. baggage. It would not, it would not work in the long run. He is, he is the, uh, the, the broody, uh, dark guy who has too much, too many hangups now. Mm-hmm. And a super
3: he, crazy Angel. ex. Let's not forget mm-hmm. his crazy ex. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. Angel is a good point. Like, so, mm-hmm. but uh, like, does that make Tormund Riley? I don't know. Um, no, 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 no. Tormund is. Tormund doesn't have a direct Buffy analogy. Yeah, Tormund
1: well. is the guy that <laughs> Buffy meets after the series is over. The guy that likes her because of all of these things, not in yeah. spite of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 yeah, no. And, and it works for him being Angel because. Uh, you know, Darla, Drusilla, the everything is yeah, sad. yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the point is that I
2: don't think even if the the Brienne jamie love story is a tragic one, whereas the Brienne Torment love story could be happy.
1: I agree, and I am. That, he's got some work to do, though. She's
2: got <laughs> she's got some baggage of her own for sure. Yeah. Um. That's
4: but okay. Yeah, She's
1: got to accept that he's. That. He, she has to accept that he married a bear. So.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so anyway, I I I would like to see that happen, but I'm not holding out hope because I, honestly, I feel like this show, this show has painted itself into a corner because on the one hand, so much of it has been about this idea that it's about subverting fantasy genre tropes, and yet. The audience for this has grown so big that if they really try to pull a Night King wins, everybody dies end of this show, people are going to frickin flip out. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> there will be rioting in the streets.
2: Yeah. Now, there's yeah. a lot of people who are saying that they actually want that to happen. And I'm like, okay, Mr. Contrarian. You, you think it would also be cool for the Empire to win in Star Wars? I don't know what you're you know, like.
3: So gross of balls, you feel, man.
0: It's, it's invasion of by Snatchers.
3: Christiana, would you feel that strongly if George were to do that? In well, his no. Time? I'm, so I'm just curious. I'm not saying.
2: So this is where I'm saying that I think the show painted themselves into a corner. Because I'm actually not saying I think that it would be a terrible ending. Okay, necessarily. Okay. I'm saying that they have built themselves ahead of steam with the audience. Right. That many of them would feel betrayed by that kind of ending, I think, to the point where I doubt they are willing to risk it. Yeah. I'm not saying it couldn't be done well if that is what they're going for. But I feel like to the extent that that seems like where the books were heading, I don't feel like that feels where the show is heading. I feel like they are, they have subverted many tropes, but only in the service of ultimately fulfilling them. (laughs) I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They're not trope free. That's for sure. Yeah. So we'll see.
2: But, um, my guess, my season eight prediction (laughs) is that a bunch of people are going to die. We're going to get a bunch of really big battles. It's going to seem hopeless, Right up until the point where Bran pulls some little three eyed raven bit of wizard magic out of his ass, and that's gonna turn out to be the key, and then thankfully we're gonna send the Night King and the the White Walkers back to their frozen home in the north, and then everybody who's still alive has to pick up the pieces. That's what I think the ending of the show is gonna be.
0: Cersei slaughters them all.
3: So So, well, who do you sign off? Well, I, I want to, kn- are we yeah, going to go over who, who is going to end up on the, on the Iron Throne, if anyone? Cause that's something I'm curious to see what your prediction is for the end of the series.
1: Yeah. I was going to add on that. I wanted everyone to give me an Iron Throne answer and I wanted okay. everyone to give me a, give me one person that will die this season. Mm. So let's take not- our bets and Ooh. we'll come back to this at the series. All right.
3: Okay. But Chooch, did you have any think- other stuff you want to cover before we do that? Uh,
0: yeah. Um, let me see. Mm. I'm going to go through the names real fast. We kind of touched on everybody, I think, pretty much. I had Arya, Sansa, Bran.
3: Mm, Sam.
0: Yeah, Sam yeah, and, really. uh, and Gilly. Sam and, and Gilly little
3: Sam. and little
0: Sam. Yeah. So they're at uh, Winterfell?
1: Um, did they make yeah. their way back? They got there to Winterfell.
2: Yeah, yeah, they yeah. did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so and he brought another Valyrian Steel sword with him, even though it seems likely that he's not gonna be the one to swing it. Did yeah. was not there yeah. a promo still that I'm not gonna say who it was, but I think there was a promo still that showed someone holding it other than Sam. Uh, I mean, I know who it was, but I don't, don't want to remember sh- I don't remember. Seeing I, didn't that, see though. I don't yeah, okay, I, well, so I think there is okay. out there one of the promo stills that shows someone other than Sam with the, you know, Sam's uh,
3: mm-hmm. family sword in there. That works there. for me. I'm yeah. fine with that because he wanted to be a wizard. He didn't yeah. want to be a fighter. <laughs> he wanted to be a wizard.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, so I think two important things. Um, so, there we know that Valerian still kills White Walkers.
2: Yep.
0: Um, when they were out on the ice north of the wall with surrounded by the dead they learned mm-hmm. that um we've got old school monster rules if you kill the leader then all everybody that they raised goes away too yeah yeah, yeah. so that's pretty important
4: yeah
0: mm-hmm. um and so valerian steel there's four pieces of valerian steel known in the world right we've got sam's family sword
2: um, which is, is heart something? I don't remember Heart's Spain or no something
1: um, like that. Um, heart something. Yeah,
2: yeah I, I think it, it is Heart.
1: Heart,
3: Smoke heart or something. John uh, has a
0: sword that was the Mormon sword, right? Yeah. hmm um,
3: Ice was melted down into two swords. Right. Yeah.
0: So the widowmaker. So,
3: yeah. Widow, so
2: wi- widow's whale, I think, whale, yeah, was. Yeah was Joffrey's, and I don't know if we ever found out what became of that one. So, Joffrey, Joffrey's? So, like, Joffrey's
1: no, no, no. Joffrey's uh, uh, Jamie has right now, and Jamie's sword Brienne has.
2: Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if yeah. uh, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, those Brienne has used to be ice. Oathkeeper. Right.
3: But yeah, Arya, isn't Arya's Aria dagger? dagger. Yeah, yeah, she's got the yeah, Valyrian yeah. steel dagger that was right. sent to use to kill Brienne.
0: To try mm-hmm. to kill Bran.
3: I thought every That's great fun? house had one, though. Except well, for, like, didn't I, I, Highgarden have one? Um, no, I don't not every great so. house
1: has one, which is one of the reasons why the Lannisters always wanted one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they had to take ices. Now, there is one more uh, called Lady Forlorn, the ancestral sword of House Corbray, But I don't even remember when we see that is that uh,
2: yeah
0: i don't i don't i, I don't know if that's in the, been, show. It
1: yeah. the show yeah no uh-huh. well this is the show's wiki that i'm getting it from <gasps> huh. uh during the uh, from the during the andal invasion of the veil vale, the sword was in possession of the andal lord quail Corbray. when Corbray was killed blah 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 sorry battle of seven stars too much stuff. Jeez. That came up yeah. show. Uh, it eventually ended up on the Kingsguard during the Battle of the Red Grass. <coughs> yeah, whatever.
2: Yeah, I, I, even I if that's in on. the show's wiki, I think that's yeah. book yeah. and not okay. uh, um, show. I don't
3: that's think we so I mean, it's an, But it's possible the Valyrian steel still exists in Essos right. and other parts but, of the world, yeah. but on our Westeros continent mm-hmm. spot, those right. are the only ones that we know
4: of. Uh, we've also got the also Dragon Glass
3: weapons. Mountains, yeah. Right. Tons of
0: that uh, yeah dragon glass will kill him too yeah
2: yeah and so that's where we're uh we've established the rules with the dragon glass, is that it's effective but they're brittle they can break right and so um that's that's the danger with those is that you could have one but then it could get broken and then you're out of luck but in theory
0: yeah. we've got an infinite amount because all of dragonstone is built effectively is, is obsidian so
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so and they set up sort of a production of trying to
0: Mine make
2: it. a bunch of those, but how many will they have been able to make when the time comes? Because, you know, the clock's ticking now with the yeah. wall down. So mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You know. Um let's see who else looks like that's everybody. Um Ooh. Yeah. I think um, we, do, we didn't get a Clagane bowl. We didn't see yes. the hound versus the mountain, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sandor right did say, you know what's who's coming for you. Or, yeah, you know.
2: I mean, the, they said it <laughs> it's up. It's got to it happen. Them, like, it
4: has to, they has to happen. Other,
2: so.
0: has yeah. To happen.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only way it doesn't happen is if they make it a thing that it doesn't happen. Right. Like that someone else kills one or the other of them before they can face each other. Right. But it it's like they've established within the show I think that that's a confrontation that's overdue and that if some it has to either happen or be interrupted in happening. Yeah. That's a
1: big Never in the history of anything have fans wanted to see two brothers kill each other. <laughs> you know? Like, that's not usually something you root for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm.
0: Right. All right. So what were your questions?
1: Uh, right. Who ends up
2: on the Iron Throne? Oh. Yes. And, and someone who dies.
1: Right? Yes. Give me one person who dies and who you think will, or what you think will the destiny of the Iron well, Throne. I'm, I
0: think we I'm should add a long it. shot in there. And what is the final scene? What's the fade okay. to black? <laughs>
1: At the
2: end oh, okay. Of the yeah, I time. like I like that. I like that too. Um, I, uh, I my answers to the first two questions are the same. That I predict Cersei is going to die, and I think that she's going to go down, taking all of King's Landing with her, which means there's no Iron Throne left. That's and that's my my prediction for uh, a death and the and the Iron Throne. And then final shot. I th- I you know what. I'm going to go sappy and optimistic and say, I want to see. Oh gosh. Who do I choose? I'm going to say Arya and Gendry having both achieved, you know, standing on some unburned castle wall somewhere, realizing that maybe now that the time has come to pick up the pieces, maybe something could happen. And then that's it. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be nice?
4: Church? Wow, Um
0: who ends up on the third? I think it'll be Return of the Targaryen Reign, John and Danny together ruling Westeros. And uh someone who dies. I think there's still I think there's gonna be a lot more death. I think we're gonna lose a bunch of people. Yeah. Like significant, significant. Um I I'm gonna Go out on a limb and say they're going to kill Tyrion. Mm. Ooh. hmm And the yeah. last scene. I don't know what I'll do. It'll probably be violent. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel Tarly sitting down to write a song of ice and fire.
4: Oh. oh. Yeah. I like
2: that's it. Pretty, that's he good.
0: is George R. R. Martin, and he's telling the tale.
2: Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Viv?
3: I've put zero thought into this. (laughs) That's fair. Surprising no one. (laughs) Iron Throne, I like the idea of Tyrion or Varys or someone that has not ever wanted to sit on the goddamn thing. I would love to see someone like that on the Iron Throne. Um, so that's like what that, that, cause Sansa's wanted it, Varus, or no, Littlefinger's dead now, but like, mm-hmm. I, I think Tyrion and Arya are like two of the only people that have ever said they don't want it. I don't see any way for Arya to get on there. There's theories that maybe, I don't know. Iron Throne. I mean, if she marries
0: Skindry, then, you know.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, I think, I think the most likely, is the question, who do I want, or who do I expect? Who do I predict? Because that's where I'm We're getting high. As predict. We're bringing predictions. Okay, then I, I predict Danny, and I don't predict her having a king. Mm. And um,
4: for a death, I mean, hmm. I feel like another Stark is going to die. Hmm.
3: I don't think they'll leave us with, what are there, three left? Yeah. Two, three. Yeah. Well, no,
2: there's uh, we got Bran, Arya, Sansa, and Jon, if you count him, which is debatable now.
3: <laughs> I mean, he's still a Stark, but yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. All right, Death, I'll go Theon. I think that that's been building. Mm-hmm. And then um fade to black scene that I predict mm-hmm. will be okay. So if this was a Hollywood film, I would say that it would be something indicating that the white walkers would be back again in the future after they save the day.
0: All oh, right. Right.
3: But, yeah. or but, are they? Right. Yeah. but because <laughs> we don't think that they're going to do a sequel to this series, I'm not going to hang my hat on that i think it'll be something as simple as you know the next generation a pregnant belly or something indicating like that that this isn't the end of the story but we're not going to necessarily tease you with something you know Mm -hmm. so something like a marriage or let's okay let's just say Arya and gendry get married and nymeria is there holding a bouquet (laughs) of flowers in her teeth and hot pie is there with like a wedding cake that's in the shape of a dire wolf Aww. and and um and whatever robert brath the stag i was gonna say i can't I keep wanting to say boar but it wasn't i, I knew it wasn't <laughs> this, it wasn't their animal their critter so mm-hmm. yeah stag and dire wolf wedding cake all that that's my favorite. Oh, my God.
2: You know what that just made me think of is how one of the very opening scenes of the entire saga is when they find the dead direwolf with the puppies.
4: Uh-huh.
2: It was dead because it had an antler
3: through its yeah. neck. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. That could be their cake topper. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so romantic.
3: I've so- been watching Walking Dead. That's pretty dark, Christiana. <laughs> so I actually um, stopped watching fucking
4: Dead. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I predict Cersei as well. I think Cersei is going to kick the bucket. Um, and I continue with what I've been saying for seasons. I think the end, there will be no one on the Iron Throne. Anarchy in Westeros, or at least let's get rid of the freaking monarchy. No mm. more kings. No more queens. Let's have some self-rule. Hmm. Break the wow. wheel. Break the wheel. Oh yeah, yeah, wheel. yeah, wheel. yeah that's Exactly. Fun. We are going Danny's to break, gonna break the, the wheel. wheel. Democracy. And mm-hmm. I think the last scene is going to be something about like new beginnings. You know, um, looking out and realizing that there are no rules. We're making our own rules, and we get to decide how the world is run. We don't have to pay attention to anything that happened before.
4: We're going to mm-hmm. make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Pretty satisfied so that's my prediction mm-hmm.
1: and i got them written down i don't have the last things though because that takes too long i'll listen to it <laughs> but we'll, uh, nice we've got them written down so that we can check back in uh what is it eight weeks yeah we'll there's
0: see. uh there's no breaks it's just show 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 right yeah straight yep. on through well we'll see yeah. Uh, And as for us, we're going to for at least the first couple episodes. We're going to be recording on Saturday nights, uh, as we did this stream. We'll be starting at a nine p.m. Eastern, and uh, we typically we're doing nine
1: p.m. Eastern because we didn't do that tonight.
0: Oh, we didn't. Oh, that's right. It's eleven Eastern, right? I'm sorry.
3: (laughs) It was nine Mountain.
0: Nine months, so yeah. Eleven Eastern is when we're starting. <laughs>
3: time travel, and
0: that may uh-huh. get adjusted as as our lives change. move around and change. And there's flights and time zones, and so you know. But initially, that's where you can catch us. And we're going to have uh, the videos on YouTube, and uh, we do release a podcast version, which I'm going to shoot to have out the the day after we record. And uh yeah, we look forward to uh spending a little time with everybody getting pumped up for each new episode as it comes on. I I cannot wait for tomorrow night. It's
1: <laughs> and we're gonna do our teaser episodes, right? So this is right.
0: yes. good point. And yeah, we didn't mention that, yeah. So we no. we are each going to record our own reactions after we watch each new episode. And, very quick. Uh, yeah, really short, brief. Um, if you haven't ever listened to our show, we go on like what, three hours talking about an hour-long show? Yeah. Um mm-hmm. so no, this is gonna be extremely brief, uh, what do they call it, hot takes of uh the episode <laughs> that uh Nutty's gonna put together and release. Uh yeah, so you'll get that initial, you know, pretty a couple days after it airs on HBO, and then you'll have this on uh, on just before the new episodes go up. <laughs> Any other closing thoughts from anybody? Parting nope. shots.
3: I would love to hear predictions from our listeners.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right
3: in. Yeah. write in. Mm-hmm. Put it either like as a comment here or on the Facebook page. Feel free to share any funny wow. little memes that you find with us there on Facebook or Twitter as well. Because we like to laugh. We like to be intrigued by things too. So.
2: For real. We do.
3: We do. Yeah. Share us your thoughts.
0: Yeah. It's so great to have uh, the chat and uh, the YouTube chat live and thanks yeah. so much for joining us there and any other way that you enjoy this with us. Um so much fun to talk about. Um thanks for coming along on the ride.
4: <laughs> Yay!
0: Yeah. We'll talk to you next week and uh enjoy the show.
3: If you have feedback for the Beyond the Wall podcast, you can email us at btw at specficmedia.com. You can also leave us a comment on the website. Go to specficmedia.com where you'll find a shiny BTW button that'll take you right to our page. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported License. Feel free to share and remix. Just give us credit and don't charge money for it. <laughs> Where's the shame bell? Oh, <laughs> I went off. It was right here, too. Well, uh, <laughs> it
4: would have been perfect to ring it. <laughs> well,
2: that was lots of fun.